0: Hello. Oh my God. That was, whoa. I was like half joking and expecting just to cut that out, but I'm, I might have to leave that in. Hi. Welcome to She Speaks Bravo. I'm Emily and a singer, apparently. Today is, I forgot what it was. Today's Southern Charm Day. And this episode was kind of light and fluffy and funny and at the end it it took a tur- it took a turn. It took a turn I did not expect from Taylor. She she had a little monologue there at the end that was I think everyone collectively at that girls table were like hmm, what is happening? The chef part was I don't I don't think I mean if you're surprised by that then you haven't been watching the show. I think that um, that was on brand, but the Taylor part was like, oh, this added a layer to this. Okay. But before we go into that, you know the drill. If you are not subscribed, I would love it if you would subscribe so you don't miss an episode. I am covering Southern Charm. Finishing up Atlanta, got the reunions left, and Beverly Hills, mm. soon to be Salt Lake City, and the love of my life, Potomac. If you're already subscribed and following along this journey with me, thank you so much. Love ya, mean it, and all that's a get into it. bye Hey, this episode title is adorable. I don't. It's just cute. Guys and dolls. Isn't that cute? It's cute. Craig is back in the gym doing planks. I forgot that Craig used to be like a kind of hot guy. Not like he's not hot, but like I forgot that he used to be a guy that like worked out and stuff. Naomi goes over to whitney's slash patricia's and he references grace jones and she's like i was born in the 90s but like doesn't everyone just know who grace jones is but then again maybe i'm closer to whitney's age than she is so never mind i just answered my own question okay patricia oh god this is amazing naomi goes is your mom home and they flash over to Patricia in bed, putting on an infrared eye mask as Whitney says, oh, she gets up at the crack of noon. She's got like, you know, I don't know, maybe like a tray full of, I don't even know. I, I was just in, obsessed with her still in bed, putting on an infrared eye mask. Like she just knows she's so comfortable living a life of leisure. i kind of live a life of leisure to be honest when i think about it like my life isn't day-to-day that hard but i have so much anxiety that it's not like i can really enjoy it like she's she's she knows how to just enjoy it whitney's like mom wants to host an annuals annual the annual gentleman's dinner and the theme is all francais and he suggests Whitney, I mean, Whitney suggests Naomi co-host, which is bold, but she's like, well, that may not be so great because I wasn't there that I heard about what Craig said about me. And they flash back to Craig being like, my crazy ex-girlfriend is going out and talking to my girlfriend." Which I mean, just by now we know that's not right, the right language, right? Right, by now we know that that is a super misogynistic narrative to peddle, but just because you don't like what someone's what your ex is doing, that's not right, right? We know that. Okay, cool. I'm glad we're on the same page there. And so yeah, that off, you know, Whitney doesn't love that, but he, whatever. Over at Austin's place, his friend Bailey comes over. She looks fun. She, and it's when she pulls out clippers. We've, I think we've met her before. When she pulls out clippers, I'm like, oh, she totally looks like someone who does hair. Isn't it funny how you can kind of tell, even with Chelsea and Madison, like they always have hair that just makes a statement in some way? You know, it's just like you can just, Madison has such amazing hair. Chelsea has such amazing hair. Who You know, Naomi has such amazing hair. Like, fuck off with your thick, luxurious hair. Okay? I'm having such hair issues lately. I just got some uh, Vegamore because my hair is... Like, you know in the shower when you shampoo and your long hair... Like, because I have long hair, always hair comes out. I'm talking a lot. Like, an alarming amount. And so I told my friend who's been doing hair forever, because she's like, I immediately go. I'm like, Marilyn, what's happening? And she said that it's possible, because she it also happened to her that COVID, people who've had COVID and had fevers, months later, the hair will start to. She's like, it's she says it's normal, it will stop. But it's been weeks. And so so, I'm now obsessed with people who have thick hair. Okay. I will keep you guys updated on the Vegamore process, but it's, they say it's going to take like two months before I even notice anything. So, <laughs> okay. Moving on. Austin doesn't have any tux pants. So, he's putting together whatever outfit he can. She's like, don't worry, we're going to give you a great haircut. And now, I think it is just so on brand that Austin has some major complex about his head that he has like a little, a little head and he needs his hair to be a exact perfect way. Now, as someone who is obsessed with their own hair, when I put my, so like when I do a messy bun I think any woman out there who's tried to do a messy bun knows <laughs> knows the plight of trying to get a perfect messy bun. It's bullshit because it's supposed to be your quick updo. But if you, you know, if you really want it to look good, it's that's not the case. And so they show him tr- like this little montage of him trying to get it perfect. So she starts Cutting the hair, and he's given her some updates on Shep and Taylor. And he's like, "Well, you can still get away with murder." And I, I forget that Shep is fifteen years older, which I would like to say. If anyone out there that's in a, it's, that has a relationship that has an age gap, I'm not in any way knocking it. I just want to point something out because this happened to me. The age gap is sexy when you're. As you know, as the one who's younger when you are in your 20s and they're in their 40s, it gets a little bit more real. When you're in there, when you're in your 30s and they're in their 50s and you're in your 40s and they're in their 60s, it just does. And the reason I point that out is because you're dealing with Shep, who is someone you're training, basically, according to Taylor, To be a good person, and so, what are you going to wait until? You are going to be training this old man. I am calling him old because
1: he's at like he doesn't deserve to be called youthful and awesome. We will get to more of that later.
0: So she keeps she keeps cutting, and like we all know that pain of like when you are when you are so OCD about your hair, and he's like, you are cutting a lot you're cutting a lot. She's like, no, no, I'm just trying to get rid of some of the volume. He's like, I need the volume. I need the volume. She's like, okay, let's go look at it. He's like, and see if you want me to trim some more. And he goes, you've done enough trimming. And then he looks in the mirror and he's like, oh my God, it's perfect. I was so nervous for him to look in the mirror. Was anyone else like, oh my God, I hope he likes it. I was God. Oh my God. You know, how many hair horror stories have you had? I've had so many. I've done them to myself. I know. A, I know a hair horror story. By this point in my life, on my in my life's journey, I've had so many, so fucking many beauty blunders, like eyebrow blunders. You name it. Okay, had them all. Shep and Taylor, so they go, so they get to this restaurant. And they're like table for three, and I'm like, well, who's the third person coming to meet him? Austin? I don't know. Oh, her mom. This will be interesting. And I hear her say that mom can't drink. She's got to drive back. And he says, okay, we'll be sober together. And I'm like, why are you sober? I didn't catch. Was there a reason for that? I didn't catch it. And Taylor's. Interconfessional introducing her mom, and she says, "My mom has always said Jesus seatbelt, sunscreen <clears throat> okay so the the server comes over and I clocked this right away because this it's just something you notice. Shep orders first right before the women do he just or he doesn't give a shit, he doesn't wait for them he That's I just know I always notice that as someone who formerly worked in a restaurant, I always notice. He didn't he don't care. Leslie is Taylor's mom's name, and she's there on a girl's trip. And that sommelier got us in trouble. This really pisses me off, actually. This is this is really irresponsible of this sommelier. If you are going to be getting people drunk on a bottle of wine that is over $50, you need to let them know. And unless you are, unless you are clearly pointing at the menu when you're showing this is this bottle and you they can see the price, which maybe he was, but they were clearly shot. It was $250 a bottle. And they were trashed. So who knows how many bottles they had. Oh, my light just turned on. Hold on one second. Sorry, I thought a go- that was crazy. A light just turned on in my room like a ghost. Ooh, maybe it was a ghost.
1: <gasps> maybe it was my grandmother. Oh, how fun. Hey, grandmother.
0: Sorry, if that's dark for anyone, sorry. But that was fun. Um, Sorry, I lost my train of thought. But yes, I think that is irresponsible, because oh my god! Okay, let's do the math: two hundred and fifty, and then she's there. Let I think she's there with four friends. Let's just say three. Two hundred fifty times three—that's seven hundred fifty. You know they had more than three bottles, so let's do two hundred and fifty times four. That's a thousand dollars.
1: Oh my god! But Leslie's
0: very, very religious and shep says that he's like this her family is super fun but they are very very uh religious and that gets in the way very faith-based and that gets in the way and he because he's like i'm not i'm not faith-based Leslie does bring up though. He's, she says it was it was made me uncomfortable. She said a sign of a good relationship is how you can get through things like you know breaking an egg on someone and moving past it. And Shep's like uncomfortable. He's like, yeah, sorry for showing my ass, and you know, it does it does take me a while to be contrite? And Leslie said that's what good counselors are for. And Taylor just kind of, they gave each other like a little kiss. And this is where I'm like, okay, this makes no sense. This little makeup cutesy moment in front of the mom. I'm like, yeah, I'm lost here, guys. this You are trying to put Shep in a hole that makes, like he doesn't fit in this hole at all. He doesn't fit in this circle. He doesn't fit. He doesn't. What are you trying to turn him religious? Do you think he needs Jesus? Because he doesn't
1: want him like. This it was weird. It was odd. So we will get further into that. I feel like
0: I skipped a scene. Did I skip a scene? Okay, I must apologize because when I was sorry, my dogs, I must apologize because in my notes earlier, I did not accurately explain that when Whitney was talking about the gentleman's dinner, they did do a flash to the chef, the French chef that is going to be cooking for the evening so we've already met this chef he's already in patricia's house now but we have met him i just didn't properly introduce him that was that was poor recapping on my part i apologize i do anyway chef perig i think i'm saying that right and his sous chef kyle are there and this chef is just giving me like just bad PTSD from working with French chefs. He's just all of it. He's all of it. He's like he's annoyed just for showing up to work. Like, dude, you're there to cook. And he's like already irritated. Like, that's your job. And everything's kind of annoying. I hate the I hate I hate gas. And Patricia wants a well-done duck. And he's so offended. And I mean, you're cooking for how many people you're cooking for? Whitney, Patricia, Shep. Sorry, hold on. Let me pause for my dogs. Okay, I'm back. Um, Okay, so we had uh, Whitney, Shep, Craig, Austin, Patricia. Dude, is that it? Just those five? Come on, this fucking chef acting like this is so stressful. I'm sure he's getting paid really well. He's getting exposure. But he's just like this is so typical. They act like everything is so stressful. Sorry. This is just like, uh, (laughs) oh I can just feel myself getting like yelled at already. Like walking in to have to like tell him, okay, so we've got its private party. Oh my God. Oh, I know I can't even do it. All right. Okay. Well, just get it together because we have it. We you have to. All right, let's move on. Leva. So she gets to Bourbon and Bubbles, but isn't Bourbon and Bubbles one of her establishments? It, I just thought it was odd that she walked in like a customer. Like you would think that she, as since so she's getting a spin-off, you would think that she would have wanted more of like a scene, like Lisa Vanderpump does you know like when she walks in she's like what are you doing talking to the staff like get back behind the bar blah 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 i don't know i maybe maybe they didn't have time for it but then she asked for a lint brush and the guy was like even if i have to run to cvs i'll do it i was like oh that was i don't know i don't know that it just just i don't know i i have a bone to pick with leva we'll get into it later when it comes up but i The stuff I've heard about love, I'm just so fucking annoyed with her. I'm so irritated. Sorry, I'm a little too heated about it. But from what I've heard, she just really is not the restaurateur that she claims to be. She really is just kind of like the wife of the owner. And I've had to deal with those people. I've had to deal... I don't want to say the name of the chef, but I, one of the chef driven restaurants I helped open, he, it was kind of like a, like keep my wife occupied, but I mean, he, he humored her a lot. He loved her, Um, but she would just give us the worst tasks and was so clueless. And I was like, can, can you go do something else? And then when she'd come in, she would want this VIP treatment and it, would, and it would really throw us off and it would be at the worst possible time. And so that's what I've heard is kind of what Leva is. I swear to God, my dogs. Hold on. So much stop and go. I apologize. Anyway, I'm done ranting about that because. Well, for now. So Catherine's first to arrive. Then, of course, Naomi, which is all tense. Then Venita, And Catherine's visibly uncomfortable. And Leva, Leva doesn't do a great job either. She's like, it's just going to be a fun night. Thank God Olivia and Taylor show up because they completely lighten the mood. And then it's complete awkward silence. And it's clear that these bitches just have nothing to say <laughs> to each other. So Leva's like, I know what'll break this silence. Catherine, Naomi hooked up with Whitney. And I was like, oh my God, was this the move? Was this really the move? Was this what you should have done? So Taylor Taylor handles it well. She goes, cheers to having never hooked up with Whitney. But Catherine and Naomi, this is like the best Catherine, when she softens, it's just nothing is like it. Once Catherine drops that tough girl side of her, that like, un that petty, unnecessarily angry, just, just like she forgets why she fights with people, but she just knows she's mad at them. Once she does that, once she drops that side of her, Naomi, too. Like, Naomi, why are you even mad at Catherine? Do you remember
1: Naomi? And Naomi,
0: she says to Catherine, she says uh, that Whitney's a great catch. And Naomi's like, yeah, and actually, he really does love you, too. And then Naomi's, I'm so glad they had this conversation. Oops, I'm sorry. Um, I am so, so happy that Naomi says, she's like, look, I'm sorry if anything that happened with the Caleb stuff at Olivia's I'm sorry if that hurt you at all but just to clarify he was saying that you're this total narcissist and Catherine like I'm so happy I'm so happy that Catherine knows who Caleb is and that she's able to say well he was the one saying that you were talking all this shit to him And Naomi, and thank God this doesn't have to become a fight. Thank God by this point, Catherine knows who Caleb is. And it's not, he said, she said, they have to duke it out. She's like, nope, I know who he is. I see what he's about. And he is um, not a good guy. Thank God. And they're cool. They seem cool. They're all able to have fun. I mean, they're sitting across from each other for crying out loud. All right, so back at Patricia's. Becky, the bartender, she's there. Um, she clearly doesn't know all the rules yet. But before she makes that blunder, Patricia's like, oh, where are the place cards? Whitney, have you seen them? Uh, but she so she starts writing them in. She starts writing the place cards. And it was interesting that Whitney tells her to put Craig next to her. I don't know why I found that interesting, but I did. Um, but so Becky, this is, this is, this is, I was like terrified. Becky brings, as soon as I saw this, she brings the champagne that was requested by Patricia in flutes. And I was like, oh no, this isn't good. And, she t- and Patricia takes a sip and says, I prefer champagne in a coupe, don't you? I like that Whitney just knows that there's that that means go get one in a coupe. So Whitney goes in, gets the coupé. Let, let's let's at least he didn't walk in and like school. Becky, he was like, I'll get it. Like, there's no need to. You're only here for one night. Like, we don't need to torture you. And brings it to on a tray, on a silver platter, brings it to Patricia. She grabs it and she says. This is paper. (laughs) Whitney's like, for fuck's sake. And Whitney has this hilarious, like, I don't know what is happening to him in this confessional. His hair is a mess. And he grabs a beer in the middle of it. He's like, yeah, mom can be particular, but she's fucking 81. She can do whatever the fuck she wants. She takes a sip of his beer as he says it. And now they're looking for true cocktail napkins, not paper ones. And and Patricia tells us that in her apartment in New York, she would throw parties all the time because she had a French chef and. A staff that had been trained at Buckingham Palace. What? Now, this must be like things she had from her marriage, right? Right. Right. That, had to, that has to be what it is. But now Shep is knocking at the door whilst Whitney is looking for proper cocktail napkins. So Patricia had to answer the door. The audacity. And now a word from our sponsor, BetterHelp. You know when you go into those thought spirals and your anxiety spikes and you start to just go down that rabbit hole of gloom and doom... A therapist is good for these moments because through therapy, you can develop solutions and problem-solving techniques, and it helps you to recognize when you're going down these rabbit holes, and you can pull yourself out of it with tools you get from therapy. Now, I've been in and out of therapy my whole life, but in 2020, I really needed to talk to somebody because my thoughts were very hopeless. And I didn't even know what a therapist could say to make me feel any better. But mine helped me rationalize my catastrophic thinking. And I was able to slowly see the light and come out of a really dark place. And my anxiety and my depression, I just improved immeasurably. And honestly, it saved my life. If you're thinking of giving therapy a try, BetterHelp is a great option. It's entirely online, so it's convenient, it's accessible, and it's affordable. You can get matched with the therapist just by filling out a brief survey. And if for whatever reason you don't love the therapist that you get paired with, you can switch anytime. When you want to be a better problem solver, therapy can get you there. Visit BetterHelp.com/slash-she-speaks today to get ten percent off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com/slash-she-speaks. It is seven fifty-five, and the chef—the chef—is seemingly ready to go, but is like waiting on everyone to get there. It's a little awkward when it's just Shep. Did anyone know Shep? It's Shep, Whitney, and, and Patricia, and they were like, not really knowing what to talk about. And so Whitney says, oh, we found these old place cards and, you know, it had Cam's name on it and Thomas. And so they give us little flashbacks of those two. I forgot about when Thomas literally almost beat up Whitney and, and, and Patricia having no real reaction to it, which is amazing. Excuse me. Craig enters without without. He's like, oh, yeah, I don't have a tux. Just already kind of a mess. Austin is knocking on the door. And this banter is really funny. First, Whitney's like, who is it? And Austin comes in and Whitney goes, here, let me let me take your coat. I'll hang this up. And then he just tosses it behind his shoulder and throws it on the ground. Back to bourbon and bubbles, though. Kath, I, you guys, I died. There, <laughs> Catherine's talking about how she's dating, or she's like, yeah, I met this like dating person, this dating expert or matchmaker or something. And she told me about this like this like dating party, dating activity thing, and and you get like one person gets a lock and the other person gets a key, and you like have to find the person that has the match. And Naomi's like, hold on, Catherine, you were just invited to a swingers party. Do not go to that. And is that true? I'm not I'm not totally sure, but I'm also one of the most gullible and naive people sometimes like things go right over my head. Like I should be putting two and two together and I don't. Like I seem, I seem, I sound like I'm smart. Don't I sound like I'm, like I'm not gullible and I'm smart. I I have that sound in my voice. I swear people don't expect me to be as gullible as I am, but I assure you, I am extremely gullible and things that are so obvious. You're like, Emily, you're not getting it. And I'm like, no, what am I missing? So, yeah.
1: Okay. Now here's where I'm going to.
0: Drag Leva. Leva addresses that like she says she talks about how Vanita was not at Friendsgiving and says, let's, you know, let's talk about why. And says, Austin thinks that you were just going to report to Madison. And then she's like, Well, I mean, you know, we had an issue with Madison. She brings up this fight that none of us knew happened at the dog party or after the dog party. And or the dog wedding, excuse me. Leva says that she went up to Madison to tell her, just to tell her that, you know, doesn't like, doesn't look good that you are. Confronting Austin. It makes it look like you still have feelings for him. Just looking out for her. You know, just looking out for her. Here's my number one. Here's here's issue number one. Why are you going up to her to tell her any unsolicited advice? Did she ask you? I doubt she did. I can tell you right now that I doubt Madison was like, hey, Leva, how do you think it looks that I'm talking to Austin about that? I guarantee you just walked up to her and had that conversation that she didn't ask you to have. So that already is annoying. Unsolicited advice is super annoying to me. That's number one. Number two, you're not a producer. So please do not give poor advice to the cast because I, I like Madison going up and talking to Austin. It it made for a great scene. It was really funny. And What are you bringing to the table? What are you talking about on camera? What have you shown us? You've given us zero content. And I've checked with my source. It's not like they're cutting out a bunch of stuff. She's had a few, maybe a few little moments here and there, but they wouldn't cut out a bunch of stuff. That's not, they want scenes. They want, they're paying her They have her in the cast photo. They're not going to be like, we just don't. We want to take everything out of here. They're giving her a spinoff. They want her to have something. They don't have any footage because it doesn't exist. So don't walk up, give unsolicited advice and albeit bad advice. Okay. So Madison does what she always does because Madison is not in any way like emotionally uh controlled so she blows up at her mind you they'd all been drinking quite heavily so i'm sure that's it, it i'm sure leva was drunk i'm sure madison was drunk and so it explodes and it goes also remember when leva did that to Catherine? Catherine came it back she was outside with caleb fighting and she came in clearly pissed and even like leva you hear leva and naomi go oh my god look at Catherine." they can tell she's on a tear and leva goes hey so now's a good time for me to pull you over to talk to naomi and Catherine goes off and then Leva's like wait hold on no this isn't what i was trying to do well what are you trying to do then what are you trying to do so she she like starts things but doesn't want the smoke she did it that she did it at um Uh, The birthday, the joint birthday, too, where she's like, let's talk about it. And then it gets all heated and explodes. And she's like, "Okay, this wasn't what I wanted to happen. What? So she gets in this fight with Madison and then she texts Vanita, who's Madison's bestie in this group. We've met Vanita through Madison. That's how we like, that's how she's been around. So she texts Vanita, Madison is so dumb, which is a really not smart text message. Like, are you kidding? You're the one being dumb right now. You're the one who walked up with unsolicited advice. And, you know, I don't know if I buy the whole, like she was looking at my phone and she was like looking for music. You know, I honestly wouldn't be surprised if Vanita was like, dude, look what Leva just said. I honestly wouldn't blame her cuz i if that was my bestie i think i would do that like let's just put it this way cuz a lot of you guys who listen to this know pia if pia and i were, were in a group situation and someone else came up and like told pia something she didn't like and then we left that fight and then that person texted me some shit like that i'm i feel like i might be like oh my god Was she fucking, is she kidding? Actually, maybe not. No, no, that's not true. Especially if I thought that person was in the wrong. But Vanita probably didn't know exactly how to handle it. So whatever. So that happens. But the way Leva jumped on Austin having that feeling and made it like, well, I also have that feeling. I don't like that. And so Vanita says, like, I feel like you're asking me to choose a side. And I can tell that you know, Vanita, if she's gonna choose a side, it's gonna choose Madison. But anyway, Taylor says you should it should never be a choosing side thing. We're all adults. And Leva is like, No, I'm losing this. So she goes, No, no, but the point is, Taylor. I feel the trust got affected with everybody. Oh, now you're using everybody? Now everybody feels this way about Vanita? Excuse me. And then says, you weren't invited to Friendsgiving because of how she's affected your trust with the group? So now Vanita feels completely isolated, like as if everybody's talking about her? And Vanita says it like literally makes me sad. And then Leva's like, I'm being intense on you right now. And I'm not, not trying to be. Oh, okay. Well too late. So here's what I'm like. If Leva really was this tight friend of Vanita's, like she's trying to claim that she is. When Austin said, I'm not inviting Vanita to Friendsgiving. She should have been like, that's bullshit. No, she's a part of this group. She's coming to Friendsgiving. Like, She's not a Madison spy. That's not what she does. And also, what are we going to do? We're not even going to talk about Madison. We're just going to be here like having fun. Like we're not going to sit here being like, oh, fuck Madison. We're just going to like have Friendsgiving. That's what she should have done. But instead, she was like, I know. I mean, I had a problem with her too. She also, another thing Levis said in this conversation, she was like, I haven't had a problem with Madison until all this happened. Oh, so it's it's love it's Vanita's fault that you text her something shitty about Madison after you had a shitty conversation with Madison? Uh-uh. Nope. I didn't like any of this.
1: Any of it. So hmm. Okay. And this is
0: I I know okay. So I knew. The, dy- the dynamics of this group. And I, I, I try not to remind you guys that I know a lot about this show and the cast and the inner workings because I, I know it was getting really obnoxious for a while that I was like, I know things, I just can't tell you guys. Ugh. But I didn't want to say too much of that last week about Vanita not being invited because I did feel like Vanita should not have left that cast trip, especially not with Leva because they'd already had an issue and I already know how Vanita and Vanita feels about Leva. And so I knew Vanita just didn't want to be there. She just didn't feel comfortable. She's has, she has a hard time in big groups. I do know the way that the season ends, Vanita gets, I don't want to ruin I'm not going to ruin too much. I just don't want to give anything away, but I know that I, I knew that the reason she wasn't invited She would have been invited if she had stayed on that fucking group trip. I'm telling you, if she had stuck around, she had been there for yelling at Taylor and and been a part of that whole. That's that's a bonding experience, because as of now, they feel like she's just Madison's friend. They don't have a connection to her. And they know Leva a little more because of her, you know, she's got more of a connection to the group with her restaurants and things like that. So I, 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 knew, I just don't want to give too much away and ruin things. And I was like trying to, I knew I was going to get a little heat for not being upset, uh, more upset about Leva. I mean, Vanita not being invited to Friendsgiving, but I just, I didn't, to be honest, I did not know that Leva had had that fight with, I didn't know the full scope of the fight between them about the texts and the Madison and all that. I did not know about that because I have asked my source to stop telling me stuff because it was becoming impossible to do these recaps without being incredibly annoying for me. I am the worst secret keeper. Truly, truly. I can't stress that enough. So I, they're just, they're also choosing a very, like the network is picking a very interesting way. Interesting is a nice word, they're they're not sensitive enough to how the viewers are experiencing this show. Like any any person of color watching this show felt hurt by Vanita not being invited to Friendsgiving, so it would have been better to give the we should have seen a scene of Austin saying, "I don't want her here because she's a spy with Madison, and I don't know her other than Madison's friend." And so I don't, I don't feel comfortable with having her here because she's just going to go tell Madison anything and everything I say. And then we could have seen Leva saying, yeah, I had a problem with her too. There was a fight. We didn't get that scene. I'm sure that scene exists, but we didn't get it. So we just assume no one cared about her. But I'm sure they left it out. No reference. You know, it's, it's editing. So the final cut just seemed like, mm, forgot about her. And when you know that they talked about it, so they're not taking into consideration any person of color who's watching it going, okay, that's shitty. And the pacing of it, it's insensitive. So maybe I should have said that I didn't want to give anything away. I didn't know that I didn't know that that dialogue had taken place. Cause again, I'm not trying to get all the details so that I can be Less uncomfortable when I recap because I was literally like squirming when I was recapping episodes that I literally knew everything about, but I know the general. I know the overall dynamics of this group and the overview of how this season ends. So I could I I know generally what's happening. Um, and Leva has. She's just. Back to Patricia's. The chef is putting in the escargot at 8, 10 PM, but he's holding the food until they sit down. But now they're, they're drinking, saying that they're waiting for the chef to announce dinner. And so the chef is like stressing out, but I'm just so fucking confused because why isn't the chef going up and saying, are we waiting for dinner? Like, why isn't he just clarifying? Like, what th- what the fuck are you doing, dude? But he's like freaking out. Like, go up and say, would you, would you like me to put in dinner? I don't know. But why are you acting like you can't go talk to them? And of course, he's stressing out. I hate this chef. I just hate this man. Craig then spills. W- he spills so much wine, so much wine on the couch on the $45,000 couch. Whitney and Craig are slurring and complaining about the Like they're talking about the cup. Whitney's like, you even got it on the carpet. And Craig's like, don't give me these weird cups. And it's, it's, I, I could, I think I can see what the cup is. It's just one of those really sh- like very short wine glasses. So, and it's like very wide the mouth is very wide, so it, you have to just hold it ever so slightly. And they're like, we're never going to get this out. And I love that Patricia references Catherine's spray tan. And she said, she said, Catherine had a spray tan the size of these thighs. <laughs> and then we got that out. The size of these thighs. And Austin, he goes, Craig, you're what the French call les incompetents. Craig is so wasted. He's like, I'll take care of it tomorrow, I promise you. Pat's wasted too. They're all, they are talking about how drunk they are. They're like, we are wasted. Where's the food? It's just stressing me out. I'm like, Pat, I'm like, Becky, what? Uh, Becky's her name, right? Can you go tell him? Someone communicate. Where's the manager on duty? Patricia's like, that's good enough for me. But then she's just this line is she said, my mother always said you are the company you keep. So it looks like I'm a B-list fuck boy. I mean, that's iconic. Way to go. Way to, way to go. But uh, yeah, so. But she went down. The only reason we get to dinner is because Patricia went down and told this. She like she's like, we need to get something to clean off the couch, and so the chef's up there cleaning it. And he's like, should we eat? The food is ready. And it's he's like, it's after eight. The food is ready, and Patricia just goes, okay, let's go. But I would have been like, we've been waiting for you. Okay, we've been waiting for you. But anyway, everyone's over it now. The food comes out and then Shep gives this civilized speech and they go to cheers and Craig breaks the chair when he stands up to cheers. And his zipper's broken and it broke in the car.
1: <laughs> this gentleman's dinner is great.
0: Austin asks Patricia about Whitney and Naomi and she says, I'm not getting my hopes up. But then she says, are there any serious relationships that are going to end in marriage? And Craig is so excited. He's like, I I would be very disappointed if mine didn't end in a a marriage. And Shep is like, I think about it every day with trepidation. I was like, you think about it every day. What the fuck are you talking about? Uh, Okay. So, now, this is where the twist and the turn happens. So they're at Bourbon and Bubbles and they hear and one of them. I think Naomi hears someone like screaming really loud. And she's like, oh, my God, it sounds like I thought Shep was here. It's, he's not here, but I thought Shep was here. And Taylor's like, oh, God, yeah, the screaming. I hear it all the time. And it makes her bring up. She's like, yeah, I mean, I don't care about being called an F an idiot because I know he doesn't mean it. And this, like, Vanita wasn't there. So she's like, hold on, pause. <laughs> and Catherine is also, she's like, wait, these are t- the-, the, I love how these two women are like, we're not the ones, the- we are not the ones to say, I'm sorry. See, now imagine if Vanita had been in the mix when she really did that. Now imagine if we had had her there, right? Imagine. That would have been awesome. Just to, just to hear her perspective on it. And she's like, yeah, you don't do that. Catherine's like, I don't think that's okay. And then Taylor goes, he never puts me down, but once in a blue moon, something will come out and that's what people focus on. <laughs> I'm sorry, that's a good. Um, then Leva in her confessional, this is, I'm really feeling genuine, like true girl power moments from, from Vanita and from Catherine. I don't feel it from Leva when Leva goes, that's not okay. And then her confessional, she's like, I'm big on speak to me. Like you love me. I teach it to my toddler. I'm like that. Your toddler has nothing to do with this. What about your husband? What does, what about your husband? we're talking about a romantic partner. Your toddler literally has nothing to do with this. And then, okay, so Taylor, there this she pulls this out and I was like, "Oh shit, I didn't see this coming." She goes, "God has pulled on my heart to go Taylor, stick with it." And Naomi in her confessional says it perfect. She goes,
1: Turns out God is looking out for Shep. And I'm going to play the clip of
0: what Taylor says.
1: My, my cup is filled from, from God. Like, it really is. Like, it is overflowing. I'm able to, to give out, like, pour out love and acceptance to Shep. He's really, really working on things. Every relationship has its work. It's like, what are the concessions you're gonna make? But remember, in those concessions, the energy that you're spending on chef, it's the energy you lose on yourself. You are breaking yourself to fix another person. It's hard to teach an old dog new tricks, but hell, we're here to do it. People see Shep as this hard-headed, set-in-his-ways kind of guy, and I do want to prove them wrong. There comes a time where, like, enough is enough. You know, don't lose yourself.
0: Okay. Uh, I didn't know that that, like, God could tell you could give you signs like nope you need to stick with the guy that's going to treat you like shit and make you feel terrible because it's not just like the way he talks to her he's not faithful we see it he's not and we're going to we're going to we're going to see it now too
1: like we're not what
0: i like And also she's like, you can't teach an old dog new tricks, but he doesn't want to learn new tricks. He's happy. He's super happy. So what are you, why are you forcing him to change? He doesn't like, what does he need to change? But I guess when they get in a fight, he then does the thing where he's like, I want to stay with you. I want to be with you. And he does, he says all the stuff that makes her think that he does want to be with her. Okay, so fine. Let's move on for now. So back at dinner, Craig says to Shep, Taylor loves you to death and Austin, and we don't know why. And Craig says, I am in full belief that if I was dishonest or cheated on Paige, that we would not be dating anymore. And I mean, Taylor's always going to forgive you. So with the lack of consequences, is it harder to stay the straight line? And then Whitney even chimes in. If you keep cheating, is she going to stay with you? So Chef just kind of like, well, no, it's not like that. Like, uh, like, oh, but Craig gets a notification. And he's like, can I be excused? And he kind of like motions to Austin to do it, too. And Austin asks if he can go grab Chauncey. But then Whitney breaks the chair, too. So these chairs were not worth like twenty five thousand dollars or whatever she spent. So Craig shows Austin that it's out that chef's Raya profile has been discovered and they're talking about it back and forth. And Whitney's like, come on guys, back to the table. And Patricia's like, I'm wasted. And then this chef comes over and of course he can't get the flambe on the first try. I loved that. I'm like, yeah, you idiot. Why do I hate this guy? He's just triggering the fuck out of me. I'll tell you that. But anyway, so Craig and Austin are like, okay, great. We, let's go talk outside, Shep. And they tell him they're like, when you were in like this riot, they can figure out like you downloaded Raya in Bermuda. And uh, he goes, and uh, you were a bad guy. And Shep says, two years ago, I wouldn't say I was single, but I was in turmoil with my girlfriend. And this was after her finding the text messages, and they flash back to the reunion where Andy says uh, you know, we're have you been faithful? And he's like, there were some text messages and he says, and some making out in a stairwell, but that's it. But I could, it almost seemed like the text messages and the making out was the same thing, but I don't, I can't tell. Um, And clearly this is news to these guys. Like these guys had no idea that in Bermuda he was, By the way, what is, I I wouldn't say I was single. Mm, Well, there's only, so, (laughs) huh? Uh, And so Craig, they're like, okay, cool. Then, you know, you need to change your settings. You need to hide my profile. You need to delete it. And Shep says, okay, I'll work on that tomorrow. OK, it's for really, you don't work on it. I think it's like you de- He's like, it's not active. It's what th- this was the response Shep should have had. It should have been like this. Oh, shit. I forgot to. De- I forgot to delete it or. Oh, fuck. I forgot to make it like deactivate or whatever the hell. Like, that's the response you should have had. Right. Like, it should have been that not. OK, I'm not going to touch it right now. I'm, I'm going to leave it there because I'm sure he's still gathering. People. And Austin is just gutted because Taylor is like a little sister. And Shep tries to make some jokes. Like, turns out there's no
1: one in Bermuda. (laughs) Like read a room,
0: read the room. Like these two guys. Here's okay. So Craig was never a cheater. Like when Craig gets with someone, he's not, that's not Craig's thing. He's that's okay. Austin I think for the first time Austin really loves Taylor like he sees what this angel of a human being is and I think for the first time he's really seeing what it looks like when they go out and cheat and do their normal stuff but when it's done to such a nice person because he was with Madison for so long so like you know Madison was kind of was not kind of she was doing the same stuff like she would break up with Austin so that she can go have sex with someone else. And then like, be like, Oh my God, what were you doing? And he's like the same thing you were doing. And she's like, Oh my God, it's all your fault. And so he, it wasn't the same perspective he could have, but now he's looking at someone like Taylor going through this with Shep. And it's like, wait a minute, this isn't okay. This sort of lifestyle and lying to chicks and all of us covering for each other is not cool. And now don't get me wrong. I kind of take back what I said with Craig. Craig was doing a little bit of that, wasn't he? With the like, not totally telling everyone the truth about, you know, with Kristen, Naomi, and Paige. So I guess I kind of take that back. Regardless, I feel like with Austin Taylor, I feel, you know, I think in another life, I think they... It's the religious thing though, like that, like that level of faith, it's, it's like, she's in a cult of her own making. Like she created a religion to make Shep her project. God told me to, to save Shep. I feel like God is going, no, 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 you're good. He's, he's fine. You go take care of yourself. I would never tell you to stay in a relationship like this. No, there are other people you can save. And next week, Austin is going to have a deep, tearful conversation where he tells Taylor, like, Shep is abusive. And also, we get this big fight with, well, it's not even a fight. It's Craig being an asshole to Naomi. Naomi. Because she confronts him. She's like, I heard you were talking all this shit about me. Like, I'm not a crazy ex-girlfriend. You're making me one. Like, you're turning me into one because you won't communicate with me. I'm trying to figure out what is happening. And you're being an asshole. And then he's going to turn it. And he's like, just leave me alone, okay? Just, like, move on. That is gaslighting at its finest. And I've, I've, I'd heard before the season even started that there was some big moment, like Craig loses it on Naomi at one point in the season. And that I think this is that moment.
1: So there we go.
0: Okay. This was a very, very difficult to get through recording. I don't know if you could tell I had dogs barking and my phone was ringing off the hook. So I kept having to pause Hopefully it wasn't too distracting for you guys. That's why I like to record first thing in the morning because there's less things going on. But anyway, I hope you guys enjoy your weekend or whatever day you're listening to this. And I'll see you next time. Bye, guys. Thank you guys so much for listening. If you want to support me, please go to buymeacoffee.com slash bravo and buy me a coffee or two or five. Also, please subscribe to my YouTube channel, She Speaks Bravo with Emily Hanks. And if you haven't already, please rate, review, and subscribe to the pod. Thank you, guys. I'll see you on Instagram or TikTok at She Speaks Bravo. Bye.